Welcome to Out of the Box with Christine, the podcast for conscious entrepreneurs. Are you willing to step into your greatness? Are you ready to shine? Well, get ready, truth seeker. You're in for an amazing ride. And now, here's the host of the show, Christine Blasdale. Welcome back to Out of the Box with Christine. I am your host, Christine Blasdale, and oh, oh, you are in for a treat today. You are so lucky that you stumbled across this broadcast because today I have one of my favorite people on the planet, Dr. Christopher Macklin, who is a author, a spiritual messenger, healer, one of the most amazing people on the planet, and I couldn't wait to get him back on Out of the Box with Christine. Today, we're going to be talking about a whole bunch of great things and I hope that you become inspired and motivated and share that love that uh, we're going to be spreading out today. So without further ado, I want to welcome back to Out of the Box with Christine, Dr. Christopher Macklin. Hi. <laughs> Yay, Christine. It's wonderful to be back. Bless your heart. And we absolutely adore you as well. You're amazing. So thank you for having me on. Well, and thank you for being you. You know. Oh, it's my honor. I, I said to you one time, I, the... I think it was a moment when I saw you, we hadn't met, but I think I saw a video of you, you were, you were speaking and I said, oh my goodness, he's like my soul family. Like I remembered you, you're so familiar to me, but you, you know, you, I was, so just, are you, yeah. yeah, that's, that's the dad I want to have. That's the uncle. Yeah. That I <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Well, I think, you know, so family, you, instantly feel like a connection with people and it doesn't happen very often but you know when you do it's it's very deep and uh it is soul family you know and it's important to connect with those people especially this time you know it's it's really important yes let's talk about this time i feel like if they wrote this in a hollywood movie script all the executives at the studio would go are you kidding this is too unbelievable um we've been through a bit of a rough time the last couple of years and <laughs> And um, and yet, like sort of like Neo in the Matrix, we've kind of bent over backwards and seen what has been thrown at us and uh, and have come out. Um, hopefully, most of us come out on the other side better for it. But um, why don't you just tell us a little bit about what you've been up to, especially over the last couple of years, because it's been a while since I've had you on the show. Yeah, I mean, obviously, there's a lot of things and, you know, um, the mandates and everything came in. And, you know, I've, I've, I've seen, you know, doing the healings, I've seen people get a lot more angsty than they used to. And actually, it seems to be getting worse, you know, lately. Even last week, I was like, wow, you know, it's, it's a lot more work to do this. And it's exhausting sometimes, but we're here to support people, of course. And that's the whole point about it. But uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's been a crazy ride. But, you know, people say, well, how do I, you know, if you're in this matrix believing everything, that's okay. But I think sometimes it's really important to step out, get away from that world, because the world, you know, if anyone has noticed, I think it's barking mad nuts, whatever you want to call it. It's, it's all over the place, you know, it's discompobulated. And, you know, personally, I think it's good to step out, get in a circle where, you know, all your friends love you, you don't have to, you know, be anybody else but you. And, you know, you can express yourself. And also look at the, I think you've got to look at the things that you really enjoy, whether it's, you know, whether it's cooking. I mean, I love cooking. So sometimes I just get in my space and start cooking and have some fun and get a glass of wine. Uh, you know, if you like sculpting, if you like, you know, if you like 
growing things. Get out and get out in the yard or the garden and you know start growth. Do some things that really inspire you, because it is hard now uh, for people to find joy. I've seen people's sparks been snuffed out because they're so exhausted from all the things going on. And, uh, and yeah, you have to work really hard, I think, to get that inner strength. I mean, what gives me a spark is waking up in the morning. Now I'm going to heal, you know, a lot of people, like 30, 40 people a day. And I love it, you know. And, you know, if you go into work, you know, I've got to get up, got to go to work. Well, you're in the wrong job, you know. Uh, but people always say, well, yeah, but my gift is art. You know, how am I going to make money out of that? You know what? It's not your deal, you know. That's up to God, you know. Um, whoever you view God as, maybe you don't view God as anything, but most people view God as prime creator, source of all it is. It could be Jesus, Buddha. It doesn't matter who you believe is God. There's only, to me, there's only one source, and I, I call God, God, goddess, prime creator of all it is. It's a balanced masculine, feminine definition. But I think if you realize God's got your back and you really step in faith, you can really make it happen. You know, I'm proof of that. Honestly, Christine, I had a reading 20 years ago. This lady said, well, let's see. Um, hmm. And she wrote all these things down. Hmm. You know, and I was like, hmm, what's all this about? Anyway, she said, well, uh, you're going to get remote. This is 20 years ago. Uh, you're going to work for God. Yeah. And you're going to live off donations. And I kept thinking to myself, I didn't tell her that. Oh, okay, thank you very much. You know, I, think, I walked out, I think, oh, I think this woman might be nuts, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, it arrived. <laughs> I work for God. I live off donations. And, you know, I'm doing healing for people. And, and truly, I absolutely love it. You know, 20 years ago, I didn't love life at all. I worked in corporate system, couldn't stand it, thought there's got to be something more than this. And here it is. And I love it, you know. So it gives me the inspiration. And you touched upon something that's really important when you're passionate about what you do. It um, well, there's an en- I believe that there's an energy when you when you're drudging and you're hating and it's Monday morning and you're you know your heart you know blood pressure is going up because you have to ah, I gotta go to work. Ah, that is an energy. And then also just saying you know what I love doing what I do. I'm passionate about it. And then that energy carries on. And all those beautiful opportunities and doorways do open up. It may be a little struggle in the beginning, but I think that's also not to test you. I don't think we're being tested, but I think it's it's to sort of reinforce, stick with your passion, stick with your passion, and eventually something beautiful will come out of it. Sometimes it's to say, oh, you know what? I tried that and that um, that was all right, but maybe I should try something else or you'll learn. Um, something that's really important, and I try and teach this to as many people as I can, is that you, you, you're not going to necessarily reach success unless you're a failure at some point, right? So it's like a baby who tries to, you know, to, to walk, they're going <laughs> to, they're going to crawl, they're going to stand up and they're going to, you know, plop down on their bum. Um, quite a few times, they might knock into a couple different things, but eventually they're going to learn through the art of failing right? They're going to learn how to, to walk. Um, can you talk about that a little bit about, so, because people are so hard on themselves, Christopher, it's, you know. Oh yeah. I mean, you, you know, that's exactly it. You've got to stop shaming yourself. I mean, I have a bankrupt companies in England. I was struck, struck off as a director because uh, I went bankrupt. I was insolvent and I was young and I, 
And I remember this account saying, your company's insolvent. I said, what the heck does that mean? It means the ability to pay debt as they fall due or blah, 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 all these daft definitions. And is it? As he said, it's illegal to run the company, so we had to fold it up. And I didn't even know about these things. And did I show myself now? And one day, you know, I remember I got national press in, in, in the UK because they, they published all the struck-off directors, you know. That, oh, my father's going over. Oh, my goodness, how embarrassing, because he's an accountant. I said, well, why are you embarrassed? It's not putting you in it. It's putting me in it, you know. And I actually couldn't care less because I tried. And, you know, okay, I failed. And I failed a couple of times. But I do think, one thing I've learned, honestly, Christine, is if you can if you can find that absolute burning passion, I'm not talking about, oh, well, let's do some, like, herbs and make some herbs, see if we sell them or something, you know. If that's not your burning passion, don't do it. If you can find your burning passion, I believe everyone's got a God path. Everyone's got a gift that you don't have to even try you just kind of do it and, you know, you're so excited about it. But the mistake I think people make with a spiritual company or even a company they've got a passion about is they do everything. Like, well, you know, I'm starting a business, I can't afford an accountant, can't afford an IT guy, can't, 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 can't. Well, you just manifest you can't, but that's okay. But what I've learned is that if you step out in that faith and say, I don't want to do – I mean, I can't stand about you, but I – can't stand accounts. I don't count beans. I'm not interested. And, you know, even Same. to the point where <laughs> the accountant did my tax return and she she said, well, you have to log in the portal. And I said, why the heck would I do that? She said, she started laughing. <laughs> You're not really interested, are you? I said, no. I said, I'm, I said, I wouldn't know whether it's good, bad or indifferent because I'm not an accountant, you know. Are you happy with it? She goes, yeah. I said, well, let's just post it because I've got a clue whether it's right or wrong. I'm not an accountant. I'm not interested, you know. And, you know, she was just laughing her head. I said, oh, my God, you know, you're so successful. You do really well, you know, but she's <laughs> not interested in money or anything else. I said, no, definitely not. You do that. We pay her about, what, $17,000 a year to do the accounts and ministry. And it's the best money you'll ever spend because I don't have to worry about that. We pay the IT guy. He comes in a lot, you know, maintains the IT equipment. And I, I don't do that. Can I do it? Yeah. Do I like it? Absolutely not. So, you know, my thing is focus on the things you're really good at and you're blossoming off to feed other people so they can do things for, like the ministry is not for profit. They could do things for it and they get fed as well. And you can feed other people's families. Don't try and keep it all to yourself because, I, you know, I, I say, think that's important. I, I say stay in your lane because, you know, like, <laughs> they, you know, I'm not going to open up the hood of my car and work on my engine because I'm not, I don't know what I'm doing in there. I'm going to go to a mechanic. There's a saying too, is that it, like in life, you want to have a good mechanic, a good doctor, a good accountant, and I think the other one was um, a good lawyer if you need it. But there's there's just a few key things that I don't. I, yeah, I, I don't know how to do or I, I don't want to do. And so when I'm able to have someone else do that and I know my specialty, that's the thing. I'm really good at what I do. <laughs> I don't so, have a problem saying that. There's no I'm ego. Saying, there's no ego. No, no, it's just a fact. I know I'm it's good at what I do because <laughs> because you'd be you, you wouldn't be this busy. I mean, we get so busy. We're booked up like two and a half months, and you know we get thousands of people working with a week, and they wouldn't come back if it didn't work. You know, so it does work the healings, and I love doing it. You know, so you're well, absolutely and, right. And let's talk. Let's talk a little bit about that. I know that you uh, that you have 
a book uh, called was it Raising Your Immune System, Calming the Mind. And this is um, it's an emotional, spiritual and physical guide to staying healthy during these challenging times. And goodness gracious, this the timing of this is really important because we are so stressed. There is an epidemic of uh, of stress and anxiety and depression uh, that's happening in this world with young people. Old, I mean, everybody's got this. They, they, they seem to have this uh, this issue. So uh, tell us a little bit about that, about calming the mind, because I I know it's so important uh, what, what we think on our beliefs. But tell us a little bit more about this book. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because, you know, if you look at the, um, uh, the, what do you call it, like the emotional aspect affects the neurochemical balance. And so, you know, in this third dimensional world, I call it third dimensional world because I don't like labels, particularly ADD, ADHD, OCD, PTSD. All these things are caused by imbalance of neurochemical balance. And it depends what glands are affected by the emotion, the brain, and also serotonin, the adrenals. If it goes off balance, you get this. I mean, I've got OCD, for example. You know, uh, I mean, probably no one knows on the show, but I've got 84 pairs of pantaloons. Now, why the heck did I buy them? I don't know. But, you know, I always tell my wife, you know, at least if we have a epidemic or something happens, at least we've got pantaloons. I might not have food, but pantaloons is it. <laughs> I love you call them pantaloons. <laughs> pantaloons, yeah. I was saying the healing, we're going to blow your pantaloons off. You know, it's, it's really funny. But, but you know, everyone's got some sort of, you know, attention deficit. There's various scopes of it. But, you know, again, don't shame yourself, you know, because I spend, um, I spend all day in the ethers. So, you know, I'm talking to beings, which people think, oh, it's schizophrenic. I'm not. I talk to beings and I talk to the right ones. Uh, we do healing on people. And when you're talking to them all day, when you try and come back here, you feel very spacey. So you're not really in, you know, you're not really grounded in this world. And it takes me about a half an hour to an hour. That's why I never drive very far uh, for about an hour because I'm not really focusing on what's on the road. So the, there's that going on. But, but I think also uh, center of the mind is really important to, like I say, find joy in your life. Look at the gratitude. I think the key to life is gratitude. It's so easy to look beyond it. And well, you know, yeah, but everything's expensive, whatever. But look what you do have. You know, I mean, I've honestly, Christy and I lived out of a car for about four years. Um, you know, semi-homeless, not completely homeless on the street, but semi-homeless. And it was it was tough, you know. And, you know, that's why I got 84 pairs of pantaloons that's bad i don't know but, <laughs> but i lived out of a volkswagen polo i'm six foot five and it was kind of a cramp and you know i had everything hung up and it taught me a lot just to have food because at that time i went without food for 21 days seven days never knew where i'd stay you know i used to stay in like uh parking lots and you know on highways you know in gas stations and they used to move you on after a while so, you know, I know what it's like. And just to have food on the table, what a blessing. To have a roof over your head, wow, what a blessing. If you've got a car, wow, you know, it's really important to look at it. If you've got a partner, a beautiful partner, you love and adore, you know, and they support you, that's, you know, that's – a lot of people don't have this stuff in the world. And I think it's so important, you know. I know people try and teach you, well, get a gratitude stone. And people say, well, God, look, I'll give you five minutes. I'm grateful for my wife, my car, my you know, food, but we're done, you know. It doesn't work like that, in my opinion. I think gratitude, you feel it every single second of minute of every day once you get into that space, but it takes a while. But I think gratitude is is there, you know, to really surrender. Once you've surrendered, you know, you so many things will come in. You know, you have, your life turns around. I'm living proof of that. 
I think gratitude is the miracle of the, the secret. You know, we, we talked about the secret. There's the movie, the secret and all that great stuff about, um, you know, seeing yourself and, you know, when you're desiring something, but I think um, gratitude is so powerful because especially when you're grateful for something that hasn't happened yet, it's a little play on the universe, but when you're uh, absolutely grateful for all of the abundance, even if you're in a place of lack, but if you're grateful for all of the abundance that you have and all of the things that you are able to experience before, like in the now, then it creates again, that energy. And I think that the universe, God, love, whatever the prime, prime being prime source. I think that it's just a re it's also feeding what it, what energy you're you're giving it so if you're always wanting you know if you're always in a in a position of wanting uh, of lack i need this i need that then i think that's what you're going to also experience more of is wanting oh, yeah. because that's the energy that's being put out but when you're already grateful i am so grateful for everything that i have and i'm so grateful for things that are coming to me that i how exciting i don't even know what they are yet then that, that energy, it's amazing. then the universe is like, oh, let's give her more of that feeling. Well, you know? Yeah. As soon as you know, you say, well, I want that, but I don't have the money. And God's kind of just writing a check. Oh, okay. You know, <laughs> tear it up. You know, so, you know, if you don't want it, I don't want to tell you. You know, and it's amazing how, you know, I've, I've taught people to really shift their mind patterns. Every time you get a negative, like, I don't, oh, whoa, 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 back up, back up. Uh, no, it's not, I don't. I have it. You know, thank you, God, for the blessing of that. You know, and turn it around. Everything's got to be stay positive. It's even, you know, it's even the word spellings, you know, they're all a lot of, there's a lot of manipulation in life. And I think, you know, even, you know, good morning is like morning something, you know, why would you tell people, oh, have a good morning for the, you know, in the morning? It doesn't make sense. It's all about words. If you say, I hope you have a really blessed day. That's a very different energy, you know. And I think very important to police, you know, your words and always get positivity because, you know, people don't realize that your brain's full of nerve endings. And nerve endings are like an area, like dipoles. They send messages out. And if you keep sending the negative messages out, you know, all the negative stuff is going to come back. If you start sending actually abundance messages and, wow, I'm so blessed and everything else, you know, you're also going to change your vibration. One of the things I want to look at really is, you know, if people get angsty and the vibration's low, of course, you get attachments. You know, uh, I think people have talked about attachments. What are they? Well, Jesus talked about them. He called them demonic entities and possessions. There's different types. There's anarchy. They sit in the abdomen, hang on the shoulders, so shoulders are tight, tap in the lower back, send you negative thoughts, anarchy. There's draconians, very dark beings. They can make you feel suicidal. There's luciferians, uh, and they're the beings that if they attach to you, they're very snarly. So you can get a very snarly voice sometimes. If you get angry, they'll start hissing and, you know, get snarly voice and contorting your body. I think those are ones that Jesus called demonic entities and you possess because you get all this uh, random movement going on. So there's different types of beings that can affect you, and they can only affect you if your vibration's low, which means that you're in a depressed state, if you get your vibration right up there, they can't even attach to you. And so, you know, I always encourage people, we do healings three times a week. You know, we do it. You don't have to pay. I mean, it's by donation. If you want to donate, great. If you don't, uh, that's fine. We do it three times a week for everybody. And we get probably about 800, 1,000 people on each one. That's 3,000 people a week. 
And, you know, Monday, Thursday, and Saturday. And, you know, it just helps people release emotion. We've got a fast track method of releasing emotion. Of course, emotion creates all sorts of illnesses, you know, cancers, it creates, you know, if you've got emotion, it'll bleed into parathyroid, you start leaching calcium out your bones, you got osteopenia osteoporosis, you can get arterial blockage from that. You know, you can get liver issues, you can get uh, blood sugar issues. There's so many different things you can get, and it's it's all steered by emotion. And that's why I think people get really sick, you know, and as soon as you start releasing it, you know, the primary cause of cancer, from my perspective, is emotion. Secondary cause is pathogens mutating the cells turn the tumor. So to me, you know, people say, oh, cancer is death. And, you know, to me, it's just like looking at you saying, hey, I'm here. Your body's off balance. You better pay attention to me or I will pay attention to you. But it's not death if you don't allow it, you know. And I think uh, we've been kind of programmed in the mind that, oh, you've got cancer, you're going to die. Well, you're not, you know. Well, we've been not programmed. We've been programmed all right. Completely. <laughs> we, oh, yeah. We, you know, Completely. We have been programmed, and that's why also, like, I, um, you know, talking about programming, I, I don't watch television. I, I don't watch um, television because also just there's some things that come up. I'll, I'll watch a, a documentary or something that I choose through um, a subscriber base, you know, like a Netflix or t- something like that, where I'm like, I know what I'm going to be watching, but I don't uh, watch in particular these dark, um, I've, I can't physically i can't watch something violent like i no, can't, I can't either. i start to feel sick actually absolutely these i see these horror you know slash them films really very disturbing and i see like how many young people love them and i'm thinking it's a portal it's a it's a it's a portal because you're seeing something and it's affecting you and even your subconscious. And this is really important. And I'd love to get into this because we think, well, oh, I know it's Hollywood and I know it's make believe and I'm just watching this in a movie theater or or on on my TV screen. But the subconscious mind picks up little things. And I know you are very well versed in the subconscious mind. And so can we talk about paying attention to what we're paying attention to um if we are we listening to things that have that dark energy that open us up to those entities as well this is very very important and i think it's a public service announcement that we're going to do but can you talk about that a little bit (laughs) (laughs) let's do the public yeah it's actually right actually and I think the problem is with, with these channels is that they're, you know, a lot of things, people don't realize it. It starts with the, what do you call Illuminati deep state type things, which is all connected to the reptilian element. Now, the thing is about reptilian elements, they're very addictive. So if you start watching something and it's, it's you know, it's, it's violent or whatever, you, you start to get addicted to it very easily. Uh, because of the reptilian energy starts to, you know, come in and you can't leave it alone. It's the same with, you know, it's the same with gaming. You know, if you think about it, you know, kids do gaming, you know, and they're, they're very, uh, they're very like, you know, crazy, you know, the things that these games do now. And if it imprints on people's minds and subconscious, they think they can go out and do the same thing with a real gun or weapon. And, you know, it's, it's really program them. And the same with pornography, you know, and people say, oh, God, pornography. It's 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 a system, I think, to desensitize you from love and a very sacred act 
by watching this stuff and you know people can become really detached that's why i think a lot of relationships don't work properly because i was shocked in this country so many people you know guys you know whatever look at pornography all the time and wow you know it's it's important to try and stop it but it is an addiction it's it's all an addiction and it's been programmed and the reptilian energy is so addictive very difficult to get away from it and and what about the um uh, fear because i know that um there's a lot of people that are fearful of fearful of fearful of the economy fearful of covid fearful of aging fearful fearful of their neighbor right um, and and the and the energy of fear has a definite signatory, right? A definite uh, um, signal uh, as well. Can you talk about that? Because I know that um, through that fear too is where we can also uh, come in contact with some of those entities that will attach to us, and they're very tricky and hard to get get off of us, right? Yeah, in, in England, they call them cheeky blighters. <laughs> but uh, it's very true. I mean, fear, you know, fear is the number one mind control system. And if you look at what's happening, Project Mockingbird, for example, you know, let's get a load of stuff out in the media, you know, and let's program people to live in fear. You know, you never see things on the TV like, wow, look at Betty. She's been in the soup kitchen for 43 years and she got a ward and, you know, and we want to love her. And, you know, all you see is like negative stuff all the time. And, and you know, why would you want to watch that? Because uh, truly it's, it, you know, to me, it's like you say, take a step back, switch that media that gives you negative energy off. And, and again, be discerning. There's some good media and there's some not so good media. You know, you need uplifting stuff, in my opinion, especially now. And like COVID, like vaccines, like, you know, like you say, the government, you know, gas, uh, food, everything's be becoming in short supply. They're, 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 you know, they're really programming you by the fear. Now, if you take a step back from it and say, you know what, you know, you take some precautions, of course, you know, may get some food in, you know, whatever you want to do. But, you know, if you take a step back from all that fear, you'll have a great life. And again, it comes to manifestation. If you have fear, oh my God, we could have no food. Well, God's just about to give you food. Oh, okay. You know, let's rip the check up. We're done. If you manifest like, I'll be okay. God's got my back. That's the key to life, I think. Knowing that God's got your back. And I think, uh, you know, if you can go through life with God's got your back and you have real absolute faith, but it takes a lot for people with absolute faith. And I don't know, can I give you an example? Or you sure can. <laughs> all right, so so I know people are talking about good laws and all this and whatever, you know. And now my opinion is if you don't have absolute faith, you need something to defend yourself, you know, without a doubt, because you know, especially in the US. But what happens this? If you have absolute faith, what happens is that if someone's pointing a gun at you and starts to squeeze the trigger, and I've seen this, you can either manifest your death, like, oh, my God, I'm going to die, and suddenly you die because you've just given into fear. Or if you just turn around and say, you know what, <laughs> you can't touch me. That gun is not going to go off. It's not going to touch me. Even if they shoot at you, the, the thing will miss, or the gun will jam, or they'll pass out from a heart attack or something. The universe, if you have faith to the absolute end, you know, to absolute death, and I have it because I've seen it happen, then what will happen is the universe will create a new reality. But if you don't actually have that absolute faith, it won't. And so, you know, then, of course, you need a weapon to defend yourself. That's just my belief, you know. Um, I mean, you guys listening may think different, but I, I've, I've seen it. I've got the T-shirt on it. 
Well, and when we were talking too about, um, especially with with guns, you have easy access. Then you have them being primed, right? Buy all of the buy all of the violence, the video games, which you can shoot a bunch of people, you know, in your living room or in your basement, wherever. Um, so there's the ease of that, and then the stoking of fear, right? Um, and social media, because there's a lot of things too that are on social media that are quite disturbing. So you have this inundation of media brainwashing, you know, into our, our heads and also the disconnect. This is the key because, I mean, I hate to say, I, I don't want to sound like my grandmother, like when I was a kid, you know, we used to walk 50 miles in our bare feet. No, um, but when I was a kid, <laughs> yeah. but when, I, when I was a kid, we didn't have these devices I mean, I think the the most technological thing we had when I was a kid was the game Pong and you put it onto your TV and it was literally just a little thing going back and forth on the screen, you know, and you had a little racket or whatever. It was the but it was like technology. But we we actually had to communicate with each other. We had to like friends weren't just texting each other. We were meeting each other. We were playing outside. We even if going to school with a bully right? You, you, you had to go to school. And so you had to deal with the bully. But then at the end of the day, when you went home, you didn't see the bully, the bully didn't post a, a you know, social media thing, um, taunting you again, we, we, we are this technological prison in many respects, that stoke the fear that stoke the, mm. the psychosis, right? And oh, then we were, yeah, and absolutely. then and then we make it super easy to get a gun, or you know, super easy here, 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 here. You can build a gun. You can, you know, all these different things. And so that stoking of it, and then the availability of it, is, and we have a mental health crisis. Let's just face it, we do globally. When you see the things, when the when people are behaving in such a way, you you have to know that there is something that is going on, and that connection to each other. Um, I spoke, I was just talking to someone yesterday about near death experience because she said she was, the topic came up as, um, are you afraid of death? And I have, I'm a Scorpio. I have five planets in Scorpio, honey. I am not afraid of death. Death is like, cool. It's another, it's a vacation. Um, and I had a near death experience where at the moment of like, I was like, seriously going to be gone. I was given a choice and at that choice moment and time stopped, time just stopped. And I was given that choice. And I, at the moment when I was given the choice, I felt that I was one with everything in the world, in the universe, everything, the rocks, the animals, the people, the ocean, uh, cause I was in the water when it happened. And I was like, this is the most beautiful feeling to be one with everything you're and you're not lost. You're not, your identity isn't lost. Your soul yeah. just connects with everything. And it, every little cell and fiber of my being was just alive. And I said, Oh my gosh, this is the best thing ever. And I said, okay, yeah, I'm ready to go. I'm 21. Why not? And 
what happened is that there was like a little carousel, right? Of moments in my life and not the moments when you win an award, not the moments when you're getting even not even moments when you have those special occasions. They're little moments. They're they're moments in time that you were like, that was important. Oh, my goodness. I guess it was little moments in time. And then I got to see my mom after saying that I was going to I was ready to die. I saw how my mom was going to get the news. My mom was going to get the news by watch on television, on the news, like, you know, American young American girl dies in Costa Rica, you know, and I said, oh, hold it. No, 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 no. That cannot happen because my mom lost uh, my sister when she was very young. She hit her head in the bathtub and um, and died of complications and the way that I was going to die was going to be similar, but in the ocean. And I said, she cannot handle that. And I won't, I don't want that to happen. And so I was given that choice. And the, what happens is when you're given that choice and you say, yes, I want to live, then that's where the miracle happens. And that's where I'm thinking where you're talking about where the, the gun won't go off or the bullet goes over here. Yeah, or the, yeah, car, the, 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 the car accident happens and it's like you have a protective bubble around you. That's what happened to me. And so that's why I'm not, af- I'm not afraid of death, but it did change me. The, the, that near-death experience did change me because um, I said, well, my goodness, n- no, I, it's not that I look forward to dying because I love my life, but at the same time, oh, it, I really, do well. it opened my eyes up uh, to, to that whole process because we don't talk about death very much. In a culture that's no, obsessed no, no. with with <laughs> you know true crime podcasts and murder, we don't talk about the beautiful aspect of it as well. Have you had a near death well, experience? Absolute, oh yeah, I put myself in a near death experience, and it was interesting. Uh, I'm not going to tell you how because I probably don't think it's appropriate. But I put myself in a near death experience after I went bankrupt, wasn't depressed, but I wanted to. Show to God that I had the faith in prime creator they could heal me, and also vice versa. You know, it gives God the faith in me that, you know, uh, you know what I mean? It's, it's a two-way street. It wasn't something I did lightly. And it was amazing that night because I didn't get a choice. The McKinsey being said, you're not going anywhere, you know. And so you better heal me then. And they did. And wow, you know, what a night. And I would have died, you know. I checked afterwards, you know, with all the things I did should have died and i'm here today but it wasn't because you know i was depressed or anything else it was because like i say i had to almost show god i had the faith in god to heal me and and also for god to know that uh you know um it was a two-way street you know i had the faith in god god had the faith in me and it was a two-way street we had to do and after that everything changed and like you say the unconditional love feeling, that blissy or one from oneness feeling is just incredible. And that's something you never forget. You know, I never forget it. And I always, I always talk about God every, every day. Look, God's got your back, you know, because it does change your life. I'm not, I don't fear death at all, you know. I mean, I've, they've tried 289 times to take me out uh, with things. One was a bioweapon, which I got from one of the expos, and it's, it's collected here. So what, you know. We've got rid of it all. I haven't got rid of the tumor yet. It's just sitting there, but, you know, uh, but there's nothing in it. But I think, you know, it really does make you an absolute warrior. And after that, you step out in faith. And people say, oh, my God, you know, if you say things like some some three-letter agents, you might say something. Nah, not worried about that. Because if you have absolute faith, they won't touch you. 
And I think that's the key. I really do. And, and, you know, and, and you're quite, you're actually really quite brave too, because I know that um, many of the things that you talk about um, in, you know, in public are things that people would go, Ooh, you know, you know, you don't want to talk too much about that because it's dangerous. And but when we're talking about also, when we're talking about those darker circles uh, that are there and that that wield a lot of control and power around the world, um, it's important to speak out on those things because also, you know, let's 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 we'll we'll keep the show a little light, but we'll also talk about what the reality is as well. Is that there? there are things that happen in this world that really shouldn't happen. And it's because it's been under the cloak of darkness. And I believe that the veil is being lifted. It's being lifted sometimes in, in like little um, glitches, right. But it's being lifted and we are slowly, the population is slowly coming to the realization. Remember not too long ago, the Roman Catholic Church was the it that was, you know, religion, uh, you know, just think about all the millions of people that the Roman Catholic Church throughout the centuries, devastation, the, the horror, the, you know, that they inflicted. Um, unbelievable. And they had rain for so long. But when people start speaking the truth, when victims of, of, of priests start speaking out, that's when you shine a light. And, and when you shine a light on the darkness, um, little cockroaches scatter. <laughs> you know, oh, my goodness. Yeah. Well, I, I think also, I mean, you know, the general public you can't really, I don't think, release too much in one go. You've got to drip feed it because it's a lot. I mean, I've seen, I've worked with Illuminati fallout children who've been so abused by these satanic people. Uh, I know what they get up to, you know, all the child stuff, all the things, you know, it's it's really horrific. If, if you actually heard this, it would probably bring you to tears. But luckily, I have the, you know, I have the blessing that I can help these people. And like you say, it's being dripped out. The tide is turning. And you have to look at the positivity like this has got to stop because it's not OK. And I was, you know, I, I always say, look, you know, I'm an American citizen now and not on my watch. You know, a kid's going to get yeah. abused anymore. We have to stop it not on my watch, all these satanic things are going to happen. And, you know, we do a, a ceremony, which is actually counteracts a God ceremony uh, every 120 days to counteract the satanic stuff. Does it work? I think it does. I think it's probably bigger than we ever think. We try and get as many people as possible. It's free to join. The next one's on the, tw- uh, the 10th of September. And, you know, we just have people, we just chant through, you know, instead of judging, you know, the satanic stuff, we just call them out like, you know, any satanic uh, things. And, you know, we bring them before God for justice and release them to God with unconditional love and forgiveness. In that way, it's a lot more powerful than any anger and things against them because anger just feeds into their negativity, you know. Well, in this way, turn it over to God, let God deal with it. And wow, I think it's really worked. You know, we've been doing this for two years now and it's really helping, I think. And I think what's what's happening now is it is coming to light uh, and it and it and it has to be in drips and drabs because you're you're right. I think the the shock of it all would be too much. I mean, I know it. Like in 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 you know in Germany, people probably just thought, "Wow, we've got a lot of trains." You know, they couldn't they couldn't even imagine, not the the average German resident citizen, uh, what was going on with um, you know with the Holocaust and 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 all of that. 
but they were probably going, my goodness, we have a lot of trains and we are such a productive country. Um, and so they couldn't wrap their head around it. And I think right now people are starting to get it a little bit, how also Hollywood, how they use Hollywood as their megaphone and getting out these symbols. And I mean, now it's getting really blatant. Christopher, I mean, I, I, I been, oh, I, my goodness. I, I'm like, I'm like, well, wait. And I really like that artist. You know, I like that music. I think their music's good. And I'm like, are you serious? You're actually coming out in the whole devil costume and doing, you know, these ritualistic things in your music videos. Are you, is, it, they're becoming more blatant. And, um, yeah. and, and, and the dark circles around their eyes as well. And, yeah. you know, it's just like, and it's like, I, I feel like <laughs> I want to go, what is going on? And it's that promise, of course, for the artists and the actors, you know, all this money, whatever you want, whenever you want it. And, um, um, and it, 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 does, it needs to stop. It needs to, yeah, they sold their souls. Exactly. They signed a contract that was, you know, a little, a little deep and dark, but this, this does, this has to stop. And I love what you said, not on my watch. Right. Yeah, not on my watch, you know. Yeah, because it's not happened. It's really. I, I, I hope you don't mind me sharing some about my dad. It's really funny because I speak to him and he, he's he's into all this stuff. You know, he doesn't believe anything. I so he thinks I'm bar. You know, he said. I think about a year ago, he said, "You're absolutely barking mad." I thought, "Wow, dad, that's such a compliment." I'm so excited. Was this your actually, dad? For, Was this- yeah, yeah. Oh, the guy's nuts, you know. Yeah. <laughs> he's 87, never changed, and he's narcissistic, passive, whatever. But what was interesting is. He said, well, we've got a bigger problem as well. So what's that? He goes, global warming. I said, what's causing that? He goes, the cows passing wind. Uh, oh, okay. Where did you hear that? The BBC. Okay. So I said, the cows passing wind is creating global warming. Yeah. I said, well, we're fixed in America. He goes, how did you do that? I said, well, you give them tum-tums. It settles the stomach. There's no wind. And going out. <laughs> <laughs> It's just, and he said, oh, wow, you know, believe that as well. So, uh, it's called Project Mockingbird. And, you know, people should look out for this Project Mockingbird. Look it what up. What it is, is, yeah, yeah, look it up. You know, it's something that, you know, media do, you know, they tell you and you project it back out on people. You know, try and have a look at what they're doing, you know. Um, look it up. Like you say, you know, you'll understand, oh, maybe I've been part of that, you know. Well, so, and there's always a solution. This is the thing, right? When there's a, whenever there's a big problem, Right. There's always the solution that they come up with. And I'm always worried. I'm not worried about the problem so much. I'm more worried about the solution. That's the little like <laughs> conspiracy theorist in me. Like, wait a second. OK. And now Bill Gates wants to go and spray the skies as, as if that hasn't happened before. But they want to spray the skies because of global warming and dim the sun. And now what could go wrong with that? Right. Spraying whatever out of planes uh, all over the world. What could go wrong? <laughs> oh, it has gone wrong. It's going to destroy the plants, everything. It's crazy. What's interesting is that, but, you know, it's not because of global warming. What's happening is there's a reptilian element under the planet that people don't realize. So, again, go look it up. And they want that reptilian element up on the planet's surface, but they can't breathe the level of oxygen. And that's one of the things, you know, all these people are connected to the reptilian, you know, uh, races. And so just important, again, look it up. You know, if you don't believe me, go look it up. You know, it's it's all over the place. It's very interesting. 
I love you, Christopher Macklin. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Christine. Bless you. you are my, yeah, you are my family. You are my family. Um, yeah. I, I want to talk about because we've got a little we got a little bit of time left. And then I was wondering if you might be able to um, give us a short guided little something. Um, I don't want to say meditation, but it could be something like that. I just love what you do. And we can uh, now if people are listening to this at home, uh, in the comfort of their home, that's great because you can close your eyes and you can be with with Christopher. But if you're driving, don't uh, don't close your eyes and just listen to this at another time, right? Yeah, just, because just, you might you might get dizzy. Yes, yes, yes. But um, but um, what else is there? Something that you want to let uh, people? You have the you have the podium, so to speak, and you can speak to to people about anything that you want. I'll give you um, I'll give you the stage as as well. Go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, I just want to encourage people. You know, at this time, uh, we're seeing a lot of people who are getting. You know, and I see it around. You must see it around. Pretty aggressive. Uh, people have a very short fuse, very little patience, and you know, I think I would encourage everyone: don't judge people, but also set healthy boundaries. You know, because if the, if you've got a narcissist around you or whatever, you know, you probably need to start setting boundaries because you're not a powerless victim. Don't shame yourself. You know, stop. It's time to stop treading eggshells and actually be the sovereign being you are. And that's what I was. You know, at the time of the guru's gone, you know, we're not just in gurus, or it's all a pile of nonsense. You are your own guru. And so it's important to start standing up for yourself and start raising your vibration. Say, you know, what? I'm a good human being. And of course, service to others is very key. You know, try and do things for other people. It's very important. But, but also love yourself and give yourself honor and respect that you don't have to be berated by someone who doesn't understand you, oh, you know, Put them off because unconditional love to me is love with boundaries. You know, you, it's difficult to unconditionally love somebody when they're in your space and they're criticizing you, berating you. And, and that's what I've done with my father. I've set healthy boundaries. And if you start all this nonsense, oh, well, love you, Dad, bye. You know, someone's come to the door, bye. You know, I'm gone. And, you know, and he knows now that, oh, I better not berate. So I'd really encourage people don't, you know, don't criticize, don't shame. Everyone's in a different place. Everyone's got a different perspective of what's happening. And is there's a right or wrong? You know, I said to my father one day, you got a different perspective than me. You know, yours is from the BBC, mine's from somewhere else. I said, I said to him, who's right or wrong? He said, well, um, I said, do you want me to answer it? You're right from your perspective and I'm right from my perspective. And so we're both right. You know, let's not criticize each other. Let's just take a step back and just love each other for who we are. And I think that's really important. So... And we, ha- we, we tend to, as human beings too, we tend to do this black or white, yes or no um, uh, type thing. And because we compare, right? Compare and contrast. We compare ourselves. That's also with social media. We compare ourselves to other people um, and get down on ourselves. I think we are our biggest critics as, as humans. We, oh, I we think tend we do, to, you know. Yeah. We tend to knock ourselves, you know, uh, down uh, quite a bit. But also, you know, what helps me is too, is when I am thrown off uh right because you can't always be like super positive and like you know yay life um every oh, now Christian, then, i'm the same yeah oh, yeah every now and then but but it's it's it, what's funny is that it's so rare that when it has happened um i actually like i told my wife i go i don't know why but i'm really i'm really in, in a bad space today i'm grumpy everything's bothering me the cats the kids the 
sheets. Everything's bothering me. I was irritable and I hadn't, I hadn't, I've, I, it was so different than what I usually am that I actually had to say something to her. But what helps me is also tapping into that little girl that um, different ages, like five, four, five, six, seven, that little girl who actually had all the, had all the answers, had, had the, um, the, the magic and, and no matter what happened to her, not that her life wasn't easy, trust me, but that little girl was so resourceful and so smart, like just knew that everything was going to be okay. So I go, I tap back into to that to help me. Some people tap into their grandmother, you know, the the, the nurturing grandmother yeah, and, yeah. and connect with them. Do you have something like that? Do you have someone or um, something that when you get kind of knocked off um, the path that you can go I, to? I tap into the communities that beings, I think. And, you know, I've, I've had a lot of, uh, probably like you, I think I may be wrong, but, you know, abandonment issues like big time, you know. Uh, in my life, you know, from relationships, from father, from mother and everything else. And it's very difficult. Sometimes you just get this like, you know, does someone love me really? And, you know, you start, you know, you start getting abandonment like, oh, you know, and, and you know, I go south a bit. And I always told my wife, you know, like, oh, I'm going south. I, I just need a bit of time. You know, yeah, I think it's coming from abandonment. And I look where it's coming from and then start fixing it. And I, I work with because that beings. One thing I learned to be honest, Christine, is when I went bankrupt, no one was interested, not one person. So um, so I couldn't talk to anyone. So the only person I could talk to, or the people, is the off-planet beings that I work with. And they were there for me. The thing is about off-planet beings, if you're a starseed, you know, uh, not everyone is on this planet, but starseeds have been, you know, kind of volunteered to come down here. Don't know what they were thinking, but anyway, they volunteered <laughs> to come down. <laughs> it's a hard one, but but you know you can tap into your soul family, and you can get a lot of comfort. And they gave me a, they give me a lot of wisdom. You know, I often talk to them. Where's this come from? Oh, it's come from that father or something. And then I can you know rebalance it because you know I am loved now, but I don't think I've been loved for most of my life, and so. I didn't even know what love was, you know, and I don't know about you. When you find your person, you, you find what true love is, and you start to think, is this fake or is it, is it kind of real? You know, it doesn't feel real. You know what I mean? It took me a long time with Mandy to, this is real, all right, you know. So, oh, she you know, loves wow. you. She loves yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> I love her as well. It's amazing. Bless know, her heart. She's me, just amazing. It took me so many years to find my human. Well, she actually found me, I guess. Um, on Instagram, I came up in her feed or something like that. And um, that your human loves all of you. And this was what I what I um, what I remember, too, is that she loved the parts of me, even the like physical parts that bother me that I'm not crazy about. She absolutely loves and adores them. And when you find <laughs> that person that looks at you, that look and no matter oh, yeah. what, like, I mean, you doesn't know, matter. I love you. They see, you know, they see your soul. They see you. Yeah, you know, completely. No matter how much weight you've gained during COVID, no matter, <laughs> no matter what, <laughs> your best and worst, they still, they absolutely love you. They look at you with that look. And I've seen that look that you both have for each other. Um, Christopher. I love it. <laughs> She's it's amazing. So Bless beautiful. Um, well, we've got, let's see, we've got just a couple minutes left. Um, would you be so wonderful just to help guide, maybe even just to give us a little bit of something that we can focus in on to... Let me put you in a portal. Take about two minutes. I'll put you in a portal. Put us in a, uh, a, a positive it. space. Remo 
remove any empties and uh, comb the meridians and give you energy. Uh, okay. You know, then you'll feel pretty floaty. It should take about two minutes. So I want everyone to sit back and relax. Of course, you're not driving. Don't close your eyes. No, <laughs> don't. Please don't. So I want you to ground yourself. Don't forget, I define God as God, Goddess, prime creator of all that is. So I want you to say, I am of God. I ground myself to the earth. And I accept this healing for my highest good. Around the point of portal, so ultimate dimension eight portals around each person on this, listen to this call, close it off with them, dear. I've got a command 27, you start mobile fields around that person. But that's so important in the center of the mobile fields, bond in the portals of the mobile fields, program a blueprint of their DNA in the keys of Enoxo is not to wear anything except for the highest good to enter. So the entities we're talking about, if you've got an empty attachment, they're going to move now, you're going to feel them drawing out your body. So they're going to escort them out. We're going to send them all back to God with unconditional love and forgiveness. So if you had an empty attachment, you might feel your abdomen feel lighter, the shoulders start, neck start letting go. And um, some of the cold ingredients, then we'll give you energy. So you're going to feel angelic hands go down your body or lighter within. So going from your crown down your face, the back head on the left, down your neck, cross left shoulder down your arm. The right, we're doing the same. On the left, we're going down your neck, down your chest, down your abdomen, out through the hip. On the right, we're doing the same. On the left, we're going from your hip down your thigh, over your knee down your calf, out through the foot. And on the right, we're doing the same. Right, so I'm going to give you uh, some energy. So you guys, uh, with spiric, uh, without spirochetes and Nantec, replicate your body. Spirochetes and Nantec are brilliant lime, HIVAs, Agent Orange, Morgellons, or if you've had COVID the jab, which is okay, uh, you're going to get different energy. So you guys, without that, you're going to feel light floaty, warm, tingly, really relaxed. And you guys with spirochetes and iron tech uh, in your body, you're going to get uh, tacking and your space-time continuum. So it's very electrostatic, starts off subtle. It's going to get stronger, very staticky, buzzy energy. Then it's going to plateau. All right, so, you know, if you're listening to this, do you relax at home? I just relax in that energy. Of course, it's, it's a tiny portion of the healing we do, but it just gives you an example. So I'm just going to thank all the kids that beings and send you our unconditional love, and so be it. And so be it. Thank you, Christopher. Ah. Uh. I feel I feel so good now. <laughs> <laughs> Bless your heart. That's just a tiny bit of the healing. But you know, if anyone wants to come on, please come on and you know go to Global Lightweight Project. We've got a lot of stuff there. Yes, let's let's tell people how to get in touch with you and and how to to see the work that you do. It's um, the website, and I'll make sure that it's associated with this show. The link it's globalenlightenmentproject.com. Is that correct? Is that the best place to send folks? Absolutely. Um, and Christopher offers uh, free global healing meditations three times a week. So if you want to be notified of that, just sign up uh, at the website. It's globalenlightenmentproject.com. And he also, of course, offers one-on-one -on -one healing sessions for uh, both physical and spiritual issues as well. So check out the, the website, globalenlightenmentproject.com. Links will be in the show notes. Christopher, you are always such a gift to to me. Oh, and Christine, so are you. You're amazing. I both really you. We love, love you both. Bless you. I really, really love having you on the show and um, speaking with you. You're welcome back anytime. You just let me know. 
Okay. Let's keep doing it. Okay. <laughs> All right, love. Uh, love you, bless you. I uh, love you too. Thank you so much, Dr. Christopher Macklin, for coming on Out of the Box with Christine. And thank you, wonderful listeners and viewers. Yes, we are, of course, on all your favorite podcast apps, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio. We are also on YouTube. And so if you want to see, if, you, if you're listening to this and you're like, I want to see Christopher, I want to see Christine, you can go to outofthebox.withchristine.com. That's the website. Uh, and there's a link there to the YouTube channel. We are also on air on Pacifica Radio in Los Angeles, KPFK 90.7 FM. I'm very happy to have um, my beautiful guests speak and be uh, heard by the Los Angeles area. So we're on air, online, on demand, you name it, Out of the Box with Christine is everywhere. So make sure you subscribe, like and subscribe, share with your friends. And until next time, as I always say, remember to think outside that damn box. Bye for now.